Hey there, this is Walk in the Word. I'm your host, Robin Boone, and I am always so glad that you have stopped by, that you have taken the time out of your busy schedule to listen to my podcast. So stay tuned. I pray that you're going to be blessed by what I have to share with you. God's Word is amazing. So sit tight. I'll be right back. to get started? I am. So we are going to be in Matthew chapter 13. First of all, how are you? I hope that you are well. I hope and pray that you have been prospering in your walk with the Lord and in your life and in the word of God. Matthew chapter 13 is where we're going to be today. We are continuing talking about seed and the kind of soil that we are, the kind of hearts that we have that Jesus identifies in Matthew chapter 13, also in Mark chapter 4 and in Luke. And the last episode I talked about the kind of heart that received the word, but the word was choked out by the cares of this life. This time, I want to focus on Matthew chapter 13, verse, let's see, let me go back in my notes, verses 3 and 4, and then verses 18 and 19. So Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 and 4, And this is from the New King James Version. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, and this is talking about Jesus, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and birds came and ate it up. All right, so we have the we have the scenario. Jesus is is talking to those who will identify with with rural life, with agricultural life, with farming. And so in those days, uh, of course, we don't have all the tech, they didn't have all the technological advances that we have today. You know, the planting of seed is very an exact science now where it doesn't get wasted. But back then, because the the farming was really primitive in the sense that they don't didn't have the tools, they had rough tools, uh, and then you know they would plow the ground. And what happened, I read in one um, explanation of this, what the farmers did was there was one farmer who had the bag of seed, and he would cast the seed on the ground 
and brought they actually call it broadcasting which means he would broadly cast the seed which he would actually cast the seed on the ground and then a farmer would come behind him directly behind him and plow the ground so that the seed would get into the soil and hopefully take root you know go deep and take root and sprout up but then there were see because of this method there were seeds that were sown along the path or were cast along the path that did not get covered over by the soil. They weren't planted deep into the soil. So the birds were waiting. <laughs> they knew what time it was. So they would come and eat up the seed. So in essence, that was bird food. Okay, so let's go to Jesus explains the parable. So in verses 18 and 19, he says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. And what I'm reading is going to be just the first part, as in verses 3 and 4 of chapter 13. Okay, so Matthew 13, 18 and 19. Listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So it's very important that we look at the, the word, the words does not understand it. We have situation or parable and this is actual real life Jesus isn't making up stories he's telling what happens in real life but he puts it in story form so that we can understand it so that the people in his day could understand it so when we have someone who's proclaiming the message of the kingdom, proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming the different aspects of the message of the kingdom, whether it be salvation, whether it be after you're saved, this is the message of the kingdom of how you live in the kingdom, how you relate to others in the kingdom, how you relate to those outside of the kingdom of God through through Christ. How how do you you know, how do you live this life? How do you deal with the different things that come up in this life that we're faced with day to day. This is the message of the kingdom. There's a message of the kingdom for the unsaved. This is how you get saved. This is what needs to be done. This is what you need to do. You need to have the faith. You need to receive Jesus Christ. Then the message of those who are in the kingdom, who have received salvation. But Jesus is saying, when that message is sown in hearts that don't understand, first of all, a hard heart is a hard heart. So we have the unbeliever who will not understand unless their heart has been softened by the Holy Spirit, unless the Word of God does such a work in them that it begins to break, break up as we call it, the fallow ground or the hard soil of their heart. They won't understand. And so they'll reject it. 
And we as believers need to understand that that's part of what's taking place. The, the ground of their heart is so hard that it is very difficult for them to receive the word of God. And so we keep plowing and we keep planting because the word, the Holy Spirit will take the word and begin to break that up. So we don't stop planting. We don't give up. And if it is time to move on from that particular unbeliever or that particular one who is not a Christian yet, then God will send someone else to plant more seed or to water seed. Then we have the believer whose heart is hard and refuses to understand because that believer wants to continue to live life the way they want to live life. They will not surrender to the instructions of the Holy Spirit. They will not surrender to what the Word of God instructs. And so they turn a deaf ear. They continue to... Uh, that's, I know that's God's Word, but you know what? I'm going to do life my way because I know what's best. I understand me better than anyone. So I'm just going to go. Or like I've been doing this all this way, all this time this way. So I'm going to keep doing it this way. Well, how is that working for you? So this believer lacks the understanding and has the hard heart that that seed that is sown, that word of the king, that message of the kingdom is not going where it needs to go. And it's not the fault of the one who's proclaiming. It's the believer who decides, I don't want to hear that. That is not for me. That's for so-and-so. That word that came that told me I need to forgive, well, I'm not forgiving because they didn't forgive. Or I'm not going to do thus and so because I don't think, who has the right to tell me what to do? This is just the word. This is just the Bible. No, this is the word of God. This is God's breath. This is God himself talking to us, communicating with us through his word. This is his So if you had a letter from someone who passed away, for instance, and you found this treasured letter, this letter that had gotten lost somewhere in the things that were packed up and put away in an attic somewhere, and you found this letter, and it was actually addressed to you. On the envelope, it was to whatever your name is. Then you open that envelope and you begin to read the words of this loved one that was that were written directly to you. You would sense, you would receive the words as though that person were right there talking to you. Because say they're writing a love letter to you as a child, you as their their child. 
and they begin to, in the letter, they have expressed their love for you and their their things that you didn't even know they felt about you. Like they were so proud of you and these are the things you need to do to maintain a good life. These are the things you need to do to love your children or love your spouse and they just talk to you in that letter. It's as if they're talking right to you and it goes right to your heart. Well, you think about the the depth of the love that God has for us as we read his word, him talking to us, him instructing us, letting us know who we are and how beautiful we are and how awesome he is and all the testimonies of what God has done in his word. So we rejecting his word makes our hearts even harder. Rejecting his word allows the enemy to come and snatch whatever we have received. Because that's what is that's what Jesus is saying. Satan comes. He's like, oh, okay. All right, well, let me take this. And then he doesn't just take what God has planted or tried to plant. He doesn't just take that. He is going to try to plant something else. He's going to plant a counterfeit word, a deceptive word, a word that will take us even further away in our relationship with God, a word that will cause us to behave in ways that don't honor God, that will cause us to think thoughts that are not pure, not lovely, not the things that are of good report. But he's going to cause us to think on things that are evil, that are deceptive, that are ungodly. Those seeds. Because see, Satan is not just going to be satisfied with plucking up or or taking. He's going to replace it with something else. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, uh, Jesus is talking about how when a, um, when demons are cast out of a man, when a demon is cast out of a person, that person, the, the demon is cast out. So that person is cleaned out, but he doesn't replace it. So it's an empty vessel. And so Satan... He's like, oh, okay. Since they're cleaned out and nothing has been put back in, in other words, the word of God, clean living, right living, godly instruction, godly counsel, godly wisdom, none of that's been poured back into them. So let me come back in to that individual and I'm going to bring seven more demons and we're going to make that person worse than they were in the beginning. We've got to be careful. Because what we can find is oppression. 
demonic oppression that's worse than when we first started out with Christ. If we do not allow the word of God to get in our hearts, soften our hearts, break up break up the depression, break up the unforgiveness, break up the bitterness, break up the the sadness, break up the woe is me, break up the the self loathing, break up the hatred, allow the word of God to break up the the self-loathing, the self-hatred, allow the word of God to break up the trauma that we've experienced, break up the meanness, to break up the distrust of, of God and the distrust of others because of what has been done to us to break that up. The word of God will break all that up. He will soften our hearts. Just like the farmer who tills the soil that's been hardened because there hasn't been rain, because it's rocky, he tills that soil until until it's pliable and can receive the seed. And he waits until the rain comes. As a matter of fact, as I'm speaking, there is thunder going on because rain is coming and rain softens soil. So we have got to allow God's word, whether it's being proclaimed from a pulpit or from a Bible study or a podcast or a radio show or you reading your word for yourself, God's word, he's planting seed. And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to till the soil, to come in and soften our hearts so we can get to the place where we we surrender. Say, Lord, you know what? I have tried so much by myself on my own and it's not working for me. I need you to come in. Just take my heart, Lord. I surrender it. I just give it to you. I don't want to have a hard heart anymore. I don't want to be evil. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be unforgiving. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. That comes after we allow God, the word of God to work in us. It is not, I mean, look, we can read this Bible and I know many of us know people like that. Maybe you're like this. You know the word. You know the word. I mean, the Pharisees, they knew the word of God. But they hadn't allowed the word of God to change their hearts. And we can know God even today. We can be so educated. We can, you know, whether it's a formal uh, theological education or just education of you knowing God's word, having spent your life as a believer, getting in the word of God, knowing it word for word, scripture for scripture, Principle upon principle. Knowing it. You can you can talk the word. Oh yeah. 
Even unbeliever can talk the word now. You can, uh, an unbeliever can read the Bible, but decide that they're not going to let the Bible get in them. A believer who says, okay, I'm going to know the word so that I can have answers for everything. So, you know, nobody can, nobody can deceive me. Okay, that's fine. But what about the word getting into your heart? What about allowing the Holy Spirit to take the word that's in your head, that mental ascent, taking the word that's in your head and and transferring it to your heart so that there is a transformation. That's where we want to be. We want to be transformed by God's word as he renews our mind. So, God has more for us. He has so much more for us. And I want each of us to get all that he has. And we get that by getting in his word. And not just getting in his word, but getting an understanding of what he is saying. Getting the revelation, the revealing, the uncovering, the unfolding. Because when you get in his word and you really start saying, Lord, speak to me, show me what you're saying. And even looking, you can even be out looking, you know, living life at, in different situations. And the word of God, you can be looking at one situation. The word of God will actually come up and reveal and uncover a truth. So when you look at that situation, you're like, oh my gosh, that's what's going on. Oh Lord, that's what this person means. That's what they're going through. That's what's going on in this in this world. Making application helps us to gain the understanding and helps us to walk in wisdom and to become the people that God has called us to be. Well, I pray that you have been blessed by this. Please uh, feel free to share it, to, um, you know, just let somebody else hear Hear this if you feel like they will be blessed. Like, subscribe if you're on a platform where you can subscribe so that you can get uh, notices whenever I upload a new podcast, which is typically every Friday. You can always go back and listen. I've been doing this for almost two years. And oh man, there are many times where I wanted to stop. But with the encouragement of people, Um, saying, you know, this has been a blessing with the encouragement of my pastor, with the encouragement of people I don't even know sending me messages. Wow. And, And to look at the analytics and to see that people in other countries are listening to this blesses me so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And thank you for taking taking time, really. You know, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't have that theological education. But what I do have is a love for God and a love for his word. And I just love how his word is changing me and how he gives understanding. And I just want to share that love with you. All right. God bless you. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share what's on my heart. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that those who are listening will receive and receive an understanding, God. Help 
those of us who communicate your word to communicate to to first receive the understanding so that we can when we deliver your word it will be delivered with the understanding to help those receiving understand help us to go deeper to walk closer with you in Jesus name amen y'all be blessed i'll see you next week bye bye